This is the sound of all human life in space. Yes, that's everyone. The body area network. Everyone's heartbeats and vital signs, all monitored in real time. So, how could anyone go missing? Very, very far away tells tales from a future. Each episode is a designed fiction inspired by conversations and narratives collectively crafted with space enthusiasts and experts in various cultural fields. Very, very far away explores and depicts a fantasized future using space exploration as a lens to discuss the values and ideologies that may inform future societies. Today's episode is inspired by a co-inquiry run at the Academy of Arts and Design Master Studio in Basel, Switzerland, during November 2016. People are scared of the notion of death. Therefore, it has become a human right to keep their minds in an endless simulation of heaven, an afterlife utopia. No one can ever really go missing. We track everyone's health status through a network of biosensors. The recorded data constitutes PR's largest database. This is Sandra Malone, an independent insurance claims investigator contracted to planetary resources. Her job is to determine whether the insurance policies are correctly applied by the company or followed by the employees. I have to assume that there's a lot of personnel assigned to data collection and analysis. No, it's all been completely automated. PR's been investing in their AI infrastructure for years. The system is always on, always learning. It analyzes data, it produces diagnostics, and even suggests prescriptions. It must generate useful insights on the impact of space dwelling on the human body. Yes. Because it continuously collects employee data and compares it in real time with everyone else throughout the network, the system has a thorough understanding of human health. That's impressive. Sounds like doctors may become redundant. Real doctors rarely get involved. The system can identify and flag at-risk individuals and dynamically reassign tasks and missions. But if the whole system is automated, isn't it a closed loop? How can anyone access that information? You'd need to buy a license from PR. Like the infrastructure of the network, the information it contains is also owned by the company. So, as an employee, you don't own your own data. Must be strange. Almost like not owning your own body. PR owns the data it collects from your body. Your body remains your own, and it's not as though PR owns anyone's soul. Sure, but what about if your body goes missing? It's highly unlikely that anyone would go missing. What about in the case of Will Herschel? <sighs> Please tell me you're not one of those conspiracy nuts. You can think of me as a conspiracy enthusiast. There is a particular body whose disappearance a few years ago has captured the public's imagination. Herschel, a planetary resources lab technician, became famous after his body mysteriously vanished. In other news, Planetary Resources, the company who had employed Herschel, has issued a release stating that the lab technician's body was still nowhere to be found, fueling further speculation. Herschel was working on Pathfinder, an experimental platform for self-sustaining space dwellings. Until recently, PR's non-disclosure policy had prevented his family from acquiring his personal data. However, after years of costly legal battles, the Supreme Court finally repelled PR's right on the grounds of, quote, unethical conduct, unquote, a decision seen by Herschel's relatives and friends as an opportunity to finally grieve. A large crowd has gathered outside the new extension of the Kukokuji Temple. 
The new tower overlooks Ruridev, Tokyo's first digitally enhanced columbarium. As a cheaper and more practical alternative to traditional graves, the tower has gained rapid success, forcing the temple to expand its mausoleum to the surrounding park. Once inside, the walls are covered from floor to ceiling with light-emitting Buddha statuettes. Colors from slowly pulsating LED lights shine here in memory of the deceased. I spoke with one of Herschel's relatives who's traveled to the temple to attend his digital funeral. Jada, like others here, believes that data preservation holds the keys to immortality. I feel like it's a way for him to live on forever. I have to ask, what do you think happened to him? Oh gosh, you're gonna think I'm totally paranoid, but I think the company is responsible. They did something during that communication incident or whatever they called it. You mean during the solar flare? Yes, that's it. They saw an opportunity. But you really believe that PR would be able to know about the solar flares ahead of time? Those are notoriously unpredictable. Uh, who knows what they can't or can't do? But I think that's the problem. We have no clue of what's really going on up there. If PR didn't do anything, why didn't they release his data earlier? Well, technically, no crime has occurred. Then PR had to be prosecuted before they released his biodata. No crime? Come on! You either are on the station or dead. And it was one of those experimental spacecrafts. You think you saw something you shouldn't have? There is the idea of an autonomous commune. Sure, but it seems pretty unlikely. I know, but... Wouldn't it be amazing if there was a DAO out there? DAO, or D-A-O, Democratic Autonomous Organization, an organizational model that first gained popularity with Ethereum. Ethereum was an early blockchain application platform, a shared global infrastructure used to maintain a continuously growing list of contracts. Things like loans, debts, and wills. In a blockchain application platform, every transaction on the ledger is permanently and automatically recorded, and its radical transparency makes it resistant to fraud or third-party interference. This decentralized organizational model has also been used to create DAOs. BitNation was an early 21st century DAO that inspired many other borderless, leaderless systems of governance. Just imagine, people building their own self-sustaining station out there, autonomous, free, a, a new earth, Guys like PR could lose their power. Right now, it feels like they're trying to privatize the heavens. After years of struggle, charities raised enough funds to bring Herschel into the digital afterlife. It's a curious display. He's holding his arm up like he's taking a selfie. At the center of a large stage stands Herschel. Or more precisely, a volumetric representation of Herschel's likeness. This ghostly reconstruction is made possible by the large amount of data he made available while he was still alive. Herschel was granted U.S. citizenship when PR had seized upon governmental incentives to expand its orbital workforce. At the time, PR saw this as an opportunity to gather data from exiled individuals, and today, the Body Area Networks database is one of PR's biggest economic assets. The Ruri Den is a monument dedicated to preserving our information. Each urn carries the hope that future technologies will be able to reanimate consciousness buried in the entangled mass of data. Maybe one day, Herschel will reemerge from the cloud.
Three years ago, on June 15th at 1326 GMT, a huge solar flare knocked out all orbital communication, and essentially... Space went dark. Then, all that we know for sure is that Herschel's sensors never turned back on. It's actually this lack of information which seems to have enabled so much of the speculation. At the center of the conspiracy, we often find the anxieties and fears that the public projects onto planetary resources. Typically, nobody knows what to think about PR. I've found that people are either incredibly naive about what the company is capable of doing, or that they are just as enthusiastic in their skepticism. What about you? I'm a realist. I have to be. Sandra's role is to determine if the circumstances that led to injuries are PR's responsibility, or if they occurred in breach of contract, such as when a worker skips their daily exercise routine. In space, certain physical activities are mandatory to help workers cope with the absence of gravity. On the 15th, at around 11.30 GMT, Herschel's wearable shows a heart rate increase. That is to be expected, given that he had started his exercise routine. And then? Then the event occurs, we lose communication, and then that's it. That's it? Yes, that's it. We found no body and no anomaly on the station's log. Really? But how could a body just vanish? Actually... Actually what? There's a way? Are you familiar with the contract that all PR employees have to sign? Specifically the part about what happens to their bodies in the event of an accident? As it turns out, if you die in most orbital facilities operated by PR, the company will wrap you up in a body bag to freeze you. And then... They shake you until you shatter into a million little pieces. After the body is brought down to sub-zero, the sack is treated with vibrations, allowing for the remains to be sustainably disposed of. Are you saying that PR could have vaporized them? No. Quite the opposite. This process involves exposing the body to the vacuum of space for over an hour, bringing it back, and then turning it into dust. Plus, all forms of littering are completely forbidden in space. You can't just shove a body through the airlock. But this could still align with some of the most popular theories, the ones that suggest that he may have been murdered. Yeah, the perfect crime. Perfectly executed during one of the largest solar flares in history. It does sound a little too perfect. You think reality strikes you as perfect? You know, I've witnessed uh, such emotion at the festival. People seem genuinely moved. Don't you think that the controversy... Hold on. Have you noticed that one of the dominant ideas running through the Herschel conspiracies map out a complicity between irregular solar patterns and the opaque and presumably nefarious machinations of PR, oh. implying that somehow PR knows so much that it can predict the sun's behavior in advance? What you're saying is that PR can make backdoor deals with the heavens. No. What I'm actually saying is digital ghosts, irrational explanations about the workings of the universe, those are the symptoms of grief, ways to cope with the impossible. Sandra's right. However, one cannot help but wonder about the kind of images we leave behind. And what kind of image we produce while we are still alive, for that matter. Can data sets like the ones from the Body Area Network really teach us anything? Or are they just morbid representations? Virtually tracing the boundaries of our own predictable behavior. It's as though we are already encased in digital mausoleums, endlessly replaying for ourselves the chapters of our own existence. At Kukokuji, Jada hoped for a self-sustaining commune in outer space. 
Maybe Herschel is out there, waiting for us. Or perhaps his soul, set free from his vaporized body, will continue drifting through the void for all of eternity. Very, Very Far Away is produced by Jasmine Blasco, Andrew Friend, and Satraka Rakotoniaina. Starring Jordan Roundtree, Jade Seeley, and Miriam Katz. VVFA is recorded and mixed by Jeremy Emery and Elliot Hartley in Glendale, California.